morning, everybody. My name is Father Tom Byrne. I'm, I'm not normally here, but uh, I work at the seminary at Mundelein and friend of Father Connor. So glad to be with you this morning to celebrate Mass and to um, preach the Word of God. So a question for you. Have you, ever, have you ever been a part of something? You knew it was kind of a big deal, uh, but there was a sense of nervousness about the whole undertaking. And you went and did whatever it is you were going to do, and at the end you kind of felt glad. Imagine that's kind of what the women's soccer team is feeling right now. Right, they're playing the final. It was 0-0 on the way over here, so we'll, we'll catch the score afterwards. But uh, big deal to make it to the finals in the, in the World Cup. Um, sense of excitement of all the teams accomplished so far, but a sense of nervousness. You don't want to mess it up in the final. And uh, as they get out there, I'm sure they get more confident, and hopefully at the end uh, they will return rejoicing. Maybe it's an experience you've had something like that in your life, and, and I just bring it up because I imagine that's how these 72 that Jesus sent out felt in some way. Right? These are people who have been following Jesus for some time and spending time with him, watching him, listening to his preaching, uh, being instructed by him and by the apostles. And at this point, when Jesus is deciding that he's going to go up to Jerusalem, he sends these 72 ahead of him to all the places he's going to visit on the way to prepare his way. They're being sent out for the first time. So they have a sense that what they're doing is important. Right? Jesus tells them, uh, go to towns you've not been to, uh, cure the sick in it, announce the kingdom of God is coming, and drive out demons. Big deal, right? If you've never been sent out to do that before, you'd feel a sense of nervousness. You'd also feel a sense of how important maybe it is what you're doing is. And um, as they return, they return rejoicing. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. They have great success because of what Jesus has given them, the power of his name. It's good that we talk about this today um, because the 72. 72, I'm looking at the 72 right here in front of me. You know, Jesus has all these different groups of people that he's with. He has his apostles, certainly, right? The 12 were... We know them, the ones who Jesus called to be with him. Even inside the twelve, he had three that he loved the best. Peter, James, and John, who were with him at most significant moments of his life, the transfiguration when he's revealed in his glory. But especially in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he enters into his passion. It's not all twelve who are there, but Peter, James, and John is closest three. He's got the three, he's got the twelve, and he has the seventy-two. These other people who were gathered around him, wanted to know about him, wanted to follow him. And then after them, the crowds, right? Jesus went out and preached to the four or 5,000 who were sitting on the hillside, multiplication of loaves and fishes. Today, right, the 12 we, we see is um, not exactly, but the priests and bishops that share in the apostolic ministry of Jesus in a certain way. But who are the 72? It's every baptized disciple of Jesus, every person who's been welcomed into the church and who wants to follow after him. Right? You're part of the 72. And uh, it's good that we, we think about what this means for us. Uh, last night, Father Connor and I were uh, watching a movie. Uh, it's called Outcasts. You can find it on Vimeo uh, for about six bucks. Highly recommend it. But um, this, this movie, it's a documentary, really, it tells the story of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. So they're a group of Franciscan priests, and mainly brothers, but some priests, who uh, started in, in New York in the 1980s 
and uh, now they're in different parts of the world, certainly New York, Ireland, uh, the UK, the Central America, different places. But um, their whole goal of starting this new order of Franciscans was really to be more faithful to the original spirit of St. Francis, who lived in the 13th century and who gave up everything to follow Jesus and to love him particularly in the poor. Anyway, this beautiful documentary, maybe it's an hour and 20 minutes, it shows these friars as they go to all these different places uh, and work with the poor. So particularly drug addicts, uh, prostitutes, homeless people, uh, the imprisoned gang members, on and on down the list. And what do they do as they meet them? They announce the good news. And remembering this one friar they were interviewing who was going to start the mission in Ireland, they wanted to go over there to this one particularly terrible neighborhood where people were being killed regularly, a lot of drug dealing, gang stuff, kids being harmed, all of the above, a lot of poverty. And uh, he was describing how they had gone over and checked the place out and decided they were going to bring some friars over there. And a few days before they were going to go, the bishop called them up and said, hey, I just want to let you guys know the house across from where you're going to live when you come was uh, firebombed last night. So uh, if you don't want to come still, we understand it. And uh, the friar said, well, actually, that just sealed the deal for us. We'll, we'll be there. So I think about that, right? When you, when you walk down the street, when I walk down the street and you see a homeless person who you know is going to ask you for money or, or somebody who's going to ask you for help, a lot of times our first reaction, at least I'll speak for myself, is, I don't know if I want to do that. Maybe I'd like to get out of that. Uh, I would prefer to avoid this if possible. And what I was struck by as I watched this, this documentary last night of these Franciscans, many of them just uh, brothers, not even priests, they look at these situations they find them, they find people like this, and they go towards them with zeal, energy, and excitement to announce the word of God. Something has happened to these guys. Something is different. They're like the 72 that we see today. Go out, go out, go out to these places that I'm sending you. Eat what's set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. So it's worthwhile thinking to ourselves today, uh, do we believe that we're part of the 72? It's easy to be a bystander. It's easy to be anonymous. It's easy uh, to want to take the path of least resistance. But really, that's not what Jesus has invited us to as, disi- as disciples that have been baptized and, and given the gifts of his name and the power of his church. Do I believe that I've been invited to be part of the 72? One of the friars was being asked in that documentary, you know, what was it about St. Francis that's, that made him start this, this uh, whole group of friars and do all the things that he did? And the answer was very simple. He read the gospel and he believed it. He read the words of the gospel and he believed it. Do we read the words of the gospel and do we believe it? Think of what the church does when, when uh, men are ordained deacons. Uh, the bishop hands them the book of the gospels and he says to them, Receive the gospel of Christ, whose herald you have become. Believe what you read, teach what you believe, and practice what you teach. That's good advice for everybody. You don't have to be a deacon for that. Believe what you read, teach what you believe, and practice what you teach. If we live our lives this way, a little bit at a time, we can say what St. Paul said in that second reading today. 
May I never boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In other words, I've got nothing but Jesus. I've got nothing to lose. And I also have nothing to give away except for him. And I'm glad to do it.